Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ain't a damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown. Put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 264 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, and today, day of Game 2 of the World Series, uh, I'll be talking about Josh Hader and Robert Suarez's 2022 seasons, and maybe a look, uh, a little look ahead at their situations for next year, specifically Robert Suarez's. Uh, what a game last night, by the way. By the way. Uh, game 1, World Series. Phillies and the Astros, obviously, as a Padre fan sitting here, it's like, dang, could have been there, could have been us, could have been us coming back from that five-run deficit, or maybe we wouldn't have even been in a five-run deficit because you, Darvish, would have been on the mound or something. Uh, But it was a great comeback by the Phillies. They definitely earned that game. Uh, You know, hits from a lot of guys, Bohm, Castellanos, Obviously, Castellanos making that amazing defensive play in right field to save the game. In the ninth inning there, if that drops in, Altuve scores, Astros win, but he makes the catch. And then uh, Real Muto with the home run to right. Uh, Yankees fans are probably pissed off uh, because the roof was closed there, and so it got out. If the roof was open like it was in game two of the ALCS, maybe that ball gets caught 
like it was for Aaron Judge's almost home run. Uh, but that's just the way it went. Uh, but a game two will be tonight, 5 o'clock. Uh, I think it's Framber Valdez on the mound. And then I think the Phillies have Zach Wheeler. So Phillies are, it looks like they're in a really good spot. Winning game one, and now you have the best remaining pitcher uh, in the world on the mound tonight. That, that's a pretty good spot for going back to Philly for three, four, five. You know, worst case scenario for them, series is tied at one. Uh, but yes, I know it's a Padres show, but uh, obviously the World Series, I wanted to hit on that a little bit. All right, moving to Hayter and Suarez, the two big guys in the Padres bullpen. Obviously, going into spring training this year, if you would have told me Robert Suarez and Josh Hader are going to be your eight, ninth inning guys, I would have been. Uh, maybe I would have called you an in- insane. Uh, I was because I was not expecting Josh Hader to be a San Diego Padre, but maybe I wouldn't have been totally a surprise because it is AJ Preller that's the Padres' general manager, and he calls around to every team and make sure makes sure that there's no stone unturned and so yeah hater could have been a padre but i would have put the odds very low there because also you got to look at the team that hater was on right he was on the milwaukee brewers who were a contender they were a contender when they traded him they were fighting for a playoff spot going into the last week of the season, the last, almost last series of the season. Padres eliminated them on that Sunday before that last series of the regular season, that giant series. So the Brewers were a really good team, and uh, David Stearns, their head guy, he just stepped down, by the way, to be an advisor. So now it's, I forget, Matt Arnold is his name? I forget his name, but now he's the GM. But David Stearns at the time, he made that deal, uh, and that pissed off a lot of people in the Brewers' clubhouse. And the Brewers don't make the playoffs. So getting back to what I was talking about here, part of the reason why I didn't think Hater would be here was because the Brewers are a good team. They're trying to win, and Hater is a big part of that, or at least he was, along with Devin Williams in that, at the back of that bullpen. And, but they decided to trade him. Um, so maybe they didn't want his value to go down more. I mean... I don't think his value was as high as it could have been because he was struggling in Milwaukee when he got here, right? Uh, and then he continued to struggle with the Padres when he got here. Um, kind of like Juan Soto, it felt like. I know pitchers and hitters, it's hard to compare the two because Soto, it was a slump, and but pitching, usually it's mechanics. With Soto, it didn't feel like it was mechanics. He was just slumping. He was just struggling offensively. Um, but with Hader, it was mechanics. Uh, they were out of whack. Um, I believe he worked with an outside pitching coach, the same pitching coach that Joe Musgrove and Mike Clevenger worked with uh, this the off season or during the lockout, I think, before this season started. And they worked on, I think, his uh, well delivery, but his landing position, I think, um, when he was throwing and delivering the ball. I think the landing position was wider after those adjustments than what it was before the adjustments, before he worked with that pitching coach. I'm sure he worked with Ruben Niebla and stuff, but from what I've heard from people I know, he worked with an outside 
uh, pitching coach and the delivery changed and then he had a lot more success. I mean, remember those outings in August where he was getting booed off the mound at Petco Park, right? Against the Nationals. He had those back-to-back games. I think it was August 18th and August 19th where he just could not find the strike zone consistently. And when he did, I think it was that August 19th game, he gave up the home run to Joey Manessis, right? So really, really struggling. The night before that Manessis home run, he walked Cruz, I think, with the bases loaded to tie. The, that was after Darvish had just pitched his butt off. And the Padres had a lead there. He pitched, I think, into the ninth inning in that spot. Um, and Hader comes in, or was they? It might have been the eighth. I think it was the eighth inning. I think they were trying to extend Hader, get him more than three outs. Uh, they just didn't want anyone else pitching. And Hader couldn't get the job done. Walks Cruz. I think he hit Voigt before walking Cruz. And then he gave up that line drive to Will and left. I was sitting in left for that game. Line drive. Just hard contact when he was thrown in the strike zone. And when he wasn't, it was ugly. Bouncing pitches, hitting Voight, walking Cruz the next night. Um, pretty much the same thing. Then there was like a swinging bunt, throws it down the first baseline. Passed, I think it was Josh Bell at first. And Soto dove for that ball because he, he was getting it off of the, the wall, the short wall there down the line. And he dove after it. Couldn't get it and run scored. It was just ugly. Then he gave up the home run to Manessis and got booed off the mound. Like it was a real, real struggle for Hader. Obviously, the struggles, it's not like it ended there. Um, they removed him from temporary closer. The game logs aren't showing up here, but uh, just really, really struggled. I mean, didn't he have, I think it was in Kansas City, right? Where. Will Myers got more outs than Josh Hader did. Think about that. Will came in because Hader, it ended up being a blowout. Hader was giving up base hits left and right, fastballs down the middle, just not locating. I think he walked a couple guys. Uh, but to the, to the Kansas City Royals, he was doing this. And Will comes in in a blowout and gets, I think he got, was it three outs or two outs? I forget. But he got more outs than Hader got in a lot less pitches because Meyer's just getting up there and throwing, right? He's not really pitching. He's not taking his time. He's just getting the ball from the catcher and throwing it. Right? I think Campy was catching that game. Um, but, yeah, just I think Hader threw, I want to say, 30 pitches at least in that outing. I did a breakdown on it, so it's on YouTube if you want to check that out. Um, but, yeah, he was really, really struggling. Takes him out of the closer role. The Padres did temporarily. And then he comes back and shoves. I mean, the end of the season, he was tremendous. And obviously in the postseason where it matters most, I, I mean, that's what I'm going to remember from Josh Hader this year. I mean, 2022, part of his story when he was traded here was the struggles. And I was there at those games, those, those two Nationals games that I was talking about. So I will remember that. But the way that he bounced back, in the postseason, and he became arguably the best reliever in the postseason this year. It was just a tremendous, I think, story. You know, obviously something about never giving up, right? Just continuing to grind baseball. It's a long season. So, yeah, you're going to hit a rut at some point, but keep working through it. Uh, I, I mean, 
He fixed his mechanics. He threw nine and a third shutout innings to end the regular season. And then I don't believe he gave up a run in the postseason. I could be wrong, but the game logs on baseball reference, they're not working for me right now. So I don't know. I'm just going off of memory. I don't remember him giving up a run in the postseason. He had that inning against the Mets in the wild card series. Perfect. And then the, uh, the Dodgers, NLDS, he came in in game two and got more than three outs, right? Because Suarez came in. He came in in game two. I think it was in the eighth inning. I think he got four outs. And the ninth inning, he gave that double to Freddie Freeman. I think that was more props to Freeman. Fastball up, Freeman somehow got to it. It was outside the strike zone. Hits it to the wall. Uh, but then Hayter got out of it. So uh, that was huge. And then when they got back to Petco, he doesn't give any runs there. I'm At least I am. Probably the whole city of San Diego, at least diehard Padre fans, they're going to remember him in Game 4 of the Division Series. Striking out Betts, striking out Turner, striking out Freeman, all down by way of the K, as the great Don Orsillo would say, to clinch that division series and send the Padres to the NLCS. He was phenomenal. I think it was eight straight strikeouts to end the postseason. And obviously, now I, I got to talk about the NLCS, where he did not pitch in Philadelphia. He pitched in the NLCS. I think it was in game two, I want to say, the game they won. Um, but yeah, did not pitch in Philadelphia. And for me, yeah, that's a bad look. Like I told Jim Russell when I talked to him on this show, uh, I think it was this week. It's a bad look um, that Hater did not pitch in Philly. But I do understand it when I'm looking back through the coaching staff's view. Game three. Well, it was a two-run game there in that ninth inning. He wasn't pitching, right? They're going to save him for game five, assuming they thought he or game four. They thought he was going to pitch game four. But then you have those leads. Okay, Hayter is going to pitch. You're saving him there for later in that game, along with Suarez probably. But then Manaya, or yeah, they had a 4 nothing lead. Clevenger gives that up. 4-3 there. Manaya comes in, gives a run. It's 4-4. They still keep Manaya in the game. By the way, I reviewed Clev and Manaya's seasons already, so you can go listen or watch that if, uh, when we're done with this. But Manaya gives it up after Soto gave him the lead again. I, I didn't agree with that decision. And I think Garcia, Wilson gave up runs. Like It ended up being not really a close game there at the end. And so Hater, Hater, Hater was not going to pitch that game. Then he go to game five, and he was going to pitch. They had Robert Suarez in there. Padres took the lead on the Zokar wild pitch, or Zokar scored on the wild pitch when it was pouring rain. And Suarez was pitching, and their plan was to go to Hader for four outs. Once Suarez got the first two outs of that inning, he didn't get those before the Phillies took the lead, obviously. So they just went with Suarez the rest of that eighth inning, and Hader didn't pitch because the Phillies won the game in the top of the ninth, closing that out. So there was no bottom of the ninth. Right. So obviously we can't talk about Hater's season without mentioning what if Hater was in that game to face Bryce Harper in the eighth inning of game four or game five of the NLCS in Philly. What would have happened? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does Hater get Bryce Harper out? Maybe. Does Hater just not have any control and have one of those August outings? Maybe. Didn't didn't seem like it because he was dominant in the postseason. But maybe. Uh, but Robert Suarez, he, what we can deal with right now is the facts. And Robert Suarez, we know he came in the game and he made an okay pitch to Bryce. I think he wanted it lower in the zone. He did. Nola wanted it away. Suarez got that pitch away. But it wasn't as low, I don't think, as he wanted it. And Harper put a great swing on the ball. Oppo, home run. Obviously, you know, first at-bat Harper has in the World Series, what happens? He strikes out on fastballs by Verlander. You know, like, could that have happened? If, uh, why couldn't that, or what I'm trying to say, why couldn't that have happened with Suarez on the mound, right? He figured that was going to happen, like, I just switch those at bats. Maybe the Padres are in the World Series. You know, they win Game Five. Uh, they win Game Six with Snow on the mound and Nola pitching because Nola sucked last night, giving up like five runs. And then they win Game Seven with Musgrove on the mound. You know, like there's a lot of what ifs, but there's what ifs as well with Game Four. You know, if Manaya doesn't pitch in the fifth inning, or if Clevenger doesn't, uh, if Clevenger doesn't pitch, or if Clevenger doesn't give up three runs and not record a single out? What if he gets through that first inning allowing, I don't know, one run? Okay, well, that game-tying hit that Manai gave up in that fourth inning, that would have put the Phillies down by two instead of tying the game. It just, it's just really, really different. And then Manai has more room to work, right? And he's not just giving up the lead immediately in that fifth inning. There's just a lot of what-ifs. Game three, Profar, check swing. Didn't go, I don't think. That's ball four, first and second, no outs instead of runner on first with one out and Grisham swinging away. Maybe you bunt and now there's second and third, one out with Nola, contact hitter, and uh, top of the lineup. You know, there's a lot of what ifs in the series, a lot of what ifs. Um, but getting back to Hater overall, I'm proud of what he did with the Padres this season. Like when all things are said and done, yeah, there were struggles, but he pitched great, phenomenally, when it mattered most. And when he got into the game, when Bob Melvin put the ball in his hands, he pitched great. And I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember him being filthy against Betts, Turner, and Freeman in game four of the NLDS. And uh, just 
I'm excited to see him close games for the Padres next year. He is under control for next season, and then he hits free agency. And right now, as it sits, they probably wouldn't bring him back next year, or after next year, excuse me, because A.J., he's confident in his ability, the front office's ability to bring in relievers for lower numbers, uh, salary numbers. Because, look, haters, you're not going to bring him back for $3 million in free agency, right, per year. It's going to take a lot. And that moves us into Robert Suarez. He's a free agent, now, or he has a player option. He's probably going to be a free agent. I think we can assume that he's going to be a free agent for 2023 or going into this 2023 season. So this offseason, he's a free agent. Um, and there's going to be a team out there that's probably more desperate for a closer or a team that can give him the closer role. Um, and the Padres aren't in a position to do that. Like, haters the closer. I think if Suarez wants to win, San Diego, it's a good spot. Like, obviously, right? But it feels like there's going to be a team out there that is going to be desperate and overpay for Suarez, like some teams have to do in free agency for relievers, and say, you're our closer. San Diego can't offer you that. Do you want to be a closer? Here you go. And maybe he goes to that team. I don't know. Um, but we'll get to that conversation here in a little bit, more of that conversation. Talking about his 2022 season, he finished with a .7 fan graphs war. That was mind-boggling to me. To look at and be like, in the regular season, he had a war under one. The guy didn't give up a run in the entire month of September. 47 and two-thirds innings this year, a 2-2-7 ERA, 105 whip, over 60 strikeouts, four home runs, which isn't a lot, uh, four hit by pitches uh, that he had to other opponents. Um, and he did not allow a home run in the regular season to a left-handed batter at all. The one home run that he allowed, we wish that happened in the regular season, right? Not to Bryce Harper in that moment because the Padres had the lead and they were about to win game five and go to a, back home to a game six, you know? That, that breaks your heart. Um, but I thought Suarez had a tremendous year. Obviously, there were struggles for him. I mean, opening his first day, he struggled there. He was a big reason why the Diamondbacks came back and won that game, right? Stammen gave up the walk-off home run, but Suarez got it to that situation. Uh, but still, like, how great he was to finish off that year, to finish off 2022, uh, that's going to be remembered by Padre fans for the rest of time, right? I mean, I can talk about the regular season and how he didn't allow a run in the month of September. The last time he allowed a run was August 29th or something like that. But what we're going to remember Robert Suarez 2022, we're going to remember that season by what he did in the postseason. Like, that was legendary stuff. I still don't understand how those ground floor mural people, how do, how do they not have a mural up of Robert Suarez? Of him getting out of that jam in the, what was it, sixth inning? Sixth inning of uh, game two in the NLDS against the Dodgers? Or getting out of the seventh inning because he got out of both? Like, how do you not have a mural up of that? But they put up a mural of, the San Diego chicken stomping the Philly fanatic before the Philly series even started. Like that was a whiff. 
I would have put Crony up. I know he's my favorite player, but I would have put the, that moment up, his hit, um, his go-ahead hit in game four. I would have put that up probably before Suarez just because of that moment, and it was at Petco and stuff. But Suarez, I mean, he was tremendous in the postseason. That Mets series, I don't think he, he didn't allow any runs, came in before Hader in game three after Musgrove threw. And then that division series, game two, NLDS comes in. I think it was the sixth inning. I'm Again, the game logs aren't working for baseball reference. So I'm just going all off of memory, so I could be wrong on innings and stuff. But sixth inning comes in, first and third, no outs, gets out of that jam. Gets the uh, He strikes out Justin Turner, one out, fastball, blows it by him. Then gets the double play, 4-6-3. We're going to remember it that until the Padres win a World Series probably or we're going to remember that for the rest of our lifetimes just because you know we beat the Dodgers slayed the dragon uh but he gets out of that huge the dugouts pumped up then he comes out for the seventh gets into some trouble himself it's not like he came in and got out of the trouble he did get into it himself but he still got out of it doesn't matter he got out of it that one was second and third with no outs gets the ground ball right I think it was no outs, or was it second, second and third, one out. Six, I think it was the sixth inning was no outs. Yeah, S- second and third, one out. Gets the ground ball to Manny. Manny looks back at Turner. I think it was Turner. Make sure he's, or was it Muncie? I forget. Make sure that he doesn't, or Bellinger. No, it was Bellinger, I think. Sorry. Um, looks back, make sure the Bellinger doesn't dart for home. Throws it over to first with Myers. Myers tags uh, the runner. I think it was Trey Turner. Was it? I forget who it was. Doesn't matter. Tags the runner because the runner stopped uh, because he wanted to delay the play. And Myers, instead of tagging the runner, hits, uh, touches the first base, touches first to make sure that you know he's not wasting time and the runner goes home. Um, so there's one out. So there's two outs in the inning, and then he gets the fly out to center. Who was that batting? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think it was Will Smith. Yeah. See, I remember all of this by heart. This is, I'm sure I'm not the only Padres fan. Like, the World Series yesterday, for example, I'll remember probably the Ramuto home run, the Castellanos catch, but I, I don't remember every out, you know, like I do with the Padres, obviously. So, huge, huge performance from uh, Suarez there. And then you go back to San Diego. I forget if he pitched in game three. He probably did. Um, game four, I believe he pitched before Hater, and he got out of that, right? Because Dodgers were up 3 nothing. They didn't score again the rest of that game. So he got out of that. Tremendous. He was tremendous. Obviously, we're going to remember the NLCS where he gave up the home run to Bryce Harper. But I'll say this again. You can disagree with me. I think that was the right decision. To have Robert Suarez in that game, I was fine with that decision. I was fine with either. If Bowmel goes out, brings Josh Hader into the game, and says, you know what, we want left on left, I would have been fine with that. I was fine with Suarez because I believe the Padres, as I told Jim Russell this week, they view, they have the same amount of confidence in Suarez, in Suarez as they do in Hader. And so if they'd have that, Bowmel has confidence in Suarez. I'm going to have confidence in Suarez. And I have confidence in Suarez because I saw what he did this whole postseason. So anyone that wants to bring up the postseason experience and all that crap, 
that's not that doesn't work here. Like he had tons of experience this postseason in high leverage situations facing elite hitters. He dude, he struck out Betts, Turner, and Freeman. Or no, no, that was Hader. But he 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 got those guys out at some point, right? Um he got Will Smith out. He got good guys out at the plate. Um all postseason long. So the experience thing doesn't that, that you can't use that. Um the age thing, I mean he's 31. Okay. Can't use that either. He was tremendous. I'm pulling I, I'm putting him out there. Obviously, hindsight, okay, maybe you go to hater, but you can't look at it in hindsight. Oh, the, the decision didn't work, so Hader was the right choice. Because Bob Melvin can't do that. You have to look at it from who is the guy making the decision. Bob Melvin's making that decision. And so you have to look at it as what was Bowmel's plan? We know what his plan was. Hater for the last four outs hasn't got to that point yet. Okay, so Suarez is the guy. And Suarez, he, he had a nasty changeup earlier on that bat. And Harper didn't bite. That's props to Bryce Harper. He was ahead on, in Bryce Harper, on Bryce Harper in the count. He was getting him on fastballs. Fast, uh, Harper was fouling pitches off, but he wasn't making great contact on those fastballs. He was just fouling them off. And Suarez tried to do that same pitch, fastball down, that Harper fouled off. I think he was just going to continue throwing fastballs until... Harper swung and missed, or Harper did something. Put the ball in play. And he unfortunately missed a little bit up. It wasn't a terrible pitch, though. It wasn't middle-middle. It was outside, a little higher than he wanted, and Harper put a great swing on it. The swing of his life, as Joe Davis said. So, I just, I don't have regrets. I don't think Bomel has, or he doesn't, in fact. He told the media twice already. He doesn't have regrets about that Suarez decision. Again, it's a it's a what if, right? And it sucks watching this World Series seeing Harper strike out because it's like, well, why couldn't you have done that against Suarez, right? Especially when a righty Astro is on the mound. Um, but can't do anything about it now. What I can say is I'm proud of Hader and his season with the Padres. I'm really proud of Robert Suarez this season. Props to AJ Preller. For bringing in Josh Hader, props to AJ Preller for bringing in Robert Suarez. I think it was seven million dollars that he got paid this year. Could be wrong on that, but he took a chance on Suarez, and that worked out. And now he has that player option, which is how much? Five million. Five million dollar player option for this coming season. Spoiler, he's going to get more than $5 million on the free agent market, or he would. So I would be very surprised if he opts into that player option. Like, I think the Padres, there's no way that they're expecting Suarez to come back on the player option. They could bring him back in free agency, but while I would love to have Robert Suarez back, I don't know. In fact, I don't think the Padres are going to pay Suarez as much as other teams would be willing to pay Suarez in free agency, if that makes sense. I just don't see it. With Melanson, Diamondbacks overpaid for him. Padres were like, okay, see ya. Trevor Rosenthal, Padres said, see ya. Kirby Yates, I know that was due with injuries, but they said, see ya to him. And they brought back guys 
or they brought in guys to continue making their bullpen, especially the back end of the bullpen, great, right? Uh, they acquired Taylor Rodgers on opening day when we didn't really have a firm closer, and they said bye to Emilio Pagan in that trade, right? Preller, he always finds a way to make the back end of the bullpen solid. So if Suarez goes, yeah, that's going to suck, but he had a great 2022, and he deserves the money that he's going to get in free agency, and I trust AJ and the front office to bring in someone, don't know who that is, but bring in someone uh, on a pretty, what's going to turn out to be a pretty good deal for the Padres, team-friendly deal, and that reliever that they bring in or relievers they do bring in, they're going to shove. That's just what has happened in A.J. Preller's tenure, at least recently, with the Padres. So, yeah. Right now, if I were to make a prediction, Robert Suarez is not a Padre come 2023, come spring training then. But I could be wrong. Maybe Suarez, he wants to go to free agency, but he really wants to be a Padre. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go to free agency because my market value is more than this $5 million that I would get for a player option here. But I want to come back. So if we can work out, I don't know, $10 million, it's probably, it might be more than that. I have no idea. But if we can work out $8, 9 $10 million this year with maybe a higher player option next year, or, or excuse me, for 2024, then let's work that out. I don't know what Robert Swears is thinking. But my gut is haters the closer for 2023. Garcia's still here because he's under contract. And I think they'll find a way to bring back Pierce Johnson. He's a free agent. I'll review him in a little bit um, later. Probably next week, I think, is when I'm doing it. Maybe it's tomorrow. I forget. But um, And I don't think Suarez returns. But, again, I, I don't know what he's thinking. Um, but, yeah. Props to Hayter and Suarez for great years. Yep. Obviously, there's that what if. If Hayter was in the game against Bryce Harper there in game five, but can't do anything about it now. And I was fine with the decision to leave Suarez in. And we're just going to have to live re-watching that Harper home run a million times during this World Series. Because whenever Harper comes to the plate, it feels like they play it. But it is what it is. Um, all right, this episode is brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Their main location is on Friars Road. You can get that address if you want to go to their website, Gaglion Bros. Great cheesesteaks, cheesesteak fries, and just regular fry, garlic fries. Um, great food. I definitely recommend you check those guys out. Thank you so much for tuning in here, episode 264. I will have more content, more season, uh, more player season reviews, obviously, and more just Padres content uh, it, as this offseason goes on. It's obviously the World Series right now, so there's not really anything going on Padres-wise, so it's a good time for me to do these player reviews every day. But stay tuned to this YouTube channel, to at Talking Friars on social media uh, for Padres content, because I know a lot of you are diehard Padres fans like myself, and you want Padres content consistently and i think this is the place for that so thank you for tuning in episode 264 go padres and enjoy whatever you guys are doing today if you're watching game two of the world series or if you're relaxing with family enjoy it all right 
Talk to you guys later. See ya.